Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And today was waiver wire day, of course, as the NFL had the cut day yesterday. The Giants trimmed their roster down to 53 men, and today they didn't make any moves on the waiver wire. They were they were awarded zero players from the waiver wire claims, and they also had zero of their players claimed, which I guess overall is a pretty net positive. But they also went ahead and added 14 players to their practice squad today. So we're gonna go ahead and dive into all of the different acquisitions that the Giants did and did not make and take a look at this roster and kind of discuss how there is a severe lack of depth and a few key areas of need. But before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you listen on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts on Waiver Wire Day? I'm doing good. Now, the Giants didn't make any claims, obviously, and there is still a couple of positions that I do feel a little bit concerned about, notably the offensive line. You go and you get Boogie Basham, you know, helps kind of set the edge, helps in, in run, def- uh, run defense and also as a pass rusher, you know, young, athletic upside. There's there's some value there to be had. Um, and it's, look, it's a lot better than a guy that may or may not have landed on the practice squad. Like Boogie Basham, I think we can all objectively agree is better than O'Shane Zimenez, who just landed on the practice squad himself. Um, so that's what the Giants tried to do. They said, okay, how can we flip, you know, a late-round draft pick? They give away a sixth-round draft pick in 2025 for Basham and a 2025 seventh-round pick. So they got a player that is going to make the 53-man roster instead of having to decide on Tamon Fox or or O'Shane Zimenez, you know. They get a player who's actually going to play and rotate in and contribute. So bolstering the depth, definitely a good thing there. Isaiah Simmons, too. They they must have been thinking about this before. They must have been thinking like, okay, Beavers, we're not sure if he's going to make the roster, and we're not sure if Zimenez or Fox are going to make the roster. So where can we go and get cheap players that are going to make this team guaranteed? You go out and you get Isaiah Simmons for a seventh-round pick and a million dollars, and you've got a guy that guaranteed make the roster, and that's a good situation to be in because now you, ha- you don't have to cut – these guys and hope for the best you have someone who guarantees roster spot with a lot of upside because of their athletic profile so i love that the giants did here to the low risk high reward type of moves to fill some spots on this roster and really round out the depth on this team but the practice squad is full of guys that have some developmental upside there's some veterans like cole beasley for example so you know we'll touch on cole beasley for a second because this is a guy who could step in immediately and offer you value out of the slot has 5,740 career yards, 34 touchdowns. Like, he's proven that he's capable of producing at the NFL level. Now, if the Giants, for whatever reason, like, Wandale gets hurt or Shep gets hurt or Paris Campbell gets hurt or, like, you know, knock on wood, anyone gets injured, Cole Beasley can step in and give you that savvy nature that he's brought to the table for many years. You know, Anthony, when looking at Cole Beasley, I think this is a great decision to bring him back to the practice squad. Maybe he signs elsewhere. Uh, but to have him on standby just in case – you know, a receiver goes down, which has been a very frequent occurrence for the Giants over the last couple of years. Um, I think this is a net positive move. 
Yeah, of course it's a net positive. I mean, you want Cole Beasley back at least on your practice squad. This is a player that I think almost made the final 53-man roster. Uh, The Giants, of course, went with Sterling Shepard instead, which I'm really happy about. I'm happy that Shep got his roster spot. But Cole Beasley had a very good preseason. He had a very good summer. He knows Brian Dable, knows the offensive scheme. And he's a proven veteran who's been in the NFL for a decade, just turning out yards from the slot. So this is a reliable, dependable wide receiver that the Giants absolutely needed to keep on their practice squad. And thankfully, he will be on their practice squad. Now, the hope is that he remains on the practice squad for the entirety of the season, gets called up whenever the Giants get in some trouble with injuries, need some wide receiver help, maybe even punt return help as well. He can do a little bit on special teams. Keep that in mind. So Cole Beasley adds a little bit of added value as a special teamer as well. But this is also a player that a lot of other teams are going to see the value in. So throughout the regular season, there are teams like, for example, right now, the Indianapolis Colts are holding only three wide receivers on their active roster, which is blowing my mind. Most NFL teams hold at least six. Right now, the Colts only have three. I don't know what they're doing. For what it's worth, they just cut Isaiah McKenzie. Maybe you can keep an eye on him for the Giants to potentially add to their practice squad. Connection there with Brian Dable, that would make sense to me. So I'll throw that name out there. But at the same time, the Colts might be looking for more wide receiver help. Cole Beasley could be a name that pops up for them. And he could be a name that pops up for any team that needs a veteran slot wide receiver. So that's just something to keep in mind with Cole Beasley. Happy that he's back, but how long will he be here? That's the question. Hopefully he's here for the whole regular season though, and the Giants are able to call him up whenever they do have any injuries at the wide receiver or punt return position. But Alex, who else on the practice squad is notable to you? I'll say I'm surprised Darian Beavers didn't wind up anywhere. He signed back with the Giants practice squad. I know you broke that down in yesterday's episode that I was not in attendance for, you know, talking about uh, Beavers missing the final 53-man roster. That came as a shock to a lot of Giants fans. Personally, I think Isaiah Simmons is the reason that he didn't make the roster. You look back at Beavers, Beaver's career trajectory, used to play safety in, I think, high school and college and then transitioned to linebacker. You kind of have a similar arc there with Isaiah Simmons playing linebacker and safety. So it almost feels like Simmons was the replacement for Beaver's. Maybe the writing was on the wall when Simmons was brought in. We just didn't realize it. But Beaver's being back on the practice squad, definitely a positive there. What are your thoughts on that? So Beavers, uh, as I said yesterday, I do think Isaiah Simmons played a part in that, but I will add another element to the mix here in that I think the Giants just want more experience. Like we have so much youth on this roster, guys. Like if you look at the defense alone, Jason Pinnock barely has any experience. If we're being quite honest, he's, I think he's a third-year player. You know, he didn't really even play his rookie season. Um, and then you have. Of course, Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins, who are going to be starting at cornerback for us, never played an NFL rep um, in a regular season. And then you have Micah McFadden, who's played like 500 reps, maybe less. So, you know, you look at this team, Aziz Ojolari has been injured you know, a lot during his career. Kayvon Thibodeau is going to his second season. I think the Giants were just, were just like, we need experience. Like, we, our whole defense can't be made up of guys that can't step in and, like, understand what their job is. You know what I mean? Like, Darian Beavers has never played an NFL snap. Um, it surprised me, yes. But I get it. I get the logic behind it because I do think that, yes, Simmons brings a little bit more value um, in terms of experience. I mean, the guy has thousands of NFL snaps under his belt, so at least he can hold his own and, you know, understand a scheme he's seen things before um upside wise i don't know who ends up on the uh, you know better i probably simmons given the athletic profile and he's not coming off an acl tear uh but you know beavers landing on the practice squad is fine like he continue his development continue his rehab continue learning the game getting action live action that is in practice um and just getting better like next year if the giants move off 
of Simmons and he walks in free agency, you promote at Beavers, let him compete for a starting job or compete for a rotational job. He'll be a little bit more experienced and he'll be healthy. And I think that's kind of the primary thing here. If anyone gets hurt for what it's worth, they're going to call Beavers up. Like if anyone gets injured, like he's there and I think that he is capable. He's not a bad player. Um, he's just, you know, doesn't have what the Giant, what the Giants need right now. Uh, but that's kind of my take. I think that Simmons played a role, but in addition to that, they just need some experience on this roster. I think they just they sided with that. Uh, similar to kind of what they did with Jason Corbin for what it's worth. He, he's getting picked up, I think, He's leaving the practice squad, so definitely not ideal um, for the Jayshon Corbin fans of the world. Again, if Jayshon Corbin's on this 53-man roster, he's probably not playing, um, mainly because you have Breda, Abrita, and you have Saquon Barkley, and those two guys are going to get the majority of opportunities, and then behind him, they want Eric Gray to get the opportunities, and the fact the factor that really changed the, the model here was that Jayshon Corbin offers you nothing on special teams. You cannot have a fourth running back that offers you nothing on special teams. That's just, it, it, it's just there's, you're throwing away a roster spot. Gary Brightwell, what, do I like Gary Brightwell? I think he's a whatever, like he's not much, but at least he can do some stuff on special teams. He can offer you value there. Um, Corbin was never going to start. Like, he's a good change of pace back. He'll Maybe he'll find a role Another team that needs some, you know, he's kind of like a Miles Gaskin type of guy. Uh, maybe, maybe not, but I don't know. If he has special teams value, I could see it. But for now, I just don't really see the value in having Corbin on the roster. I, I would have liked to get him onto the practice squad, but it seems like another team will pick him up. Yeah, it seems like Jayshon Corbin. I think I read he's going to the Carolina Panthers, which is interesting. Uphill battle there. They spent a lot of money at the running back position this offseason. So don't expect Corbin to see the field at any point during this regular season for any team, unfortunately. A player that I really like, like the way he ran for the Giants in the preseason, was hoping to see him back on the practice squad. But it is unfortunate that he's going to be trying his luck elsewhere. But there are some other players, notably signing with the Giants practice squad, Alex, one of them being Tyree Phillips. Now, this is a player that started games for the Giants last season season when Evan Neal went down with that knee injury. Tyree Phillips stepped in there and played some games at right tackle for the Giants. And he's probably the player that I would say, out of all the guys who didn't make the roster on the offensive line, he's the best one. So I'm happy that he is back on the practice squad. Again, kind of the same story here with Cole Beasley. This is a player that you want because he's got familiarity with the scheme, familiarity with his teammates, knows what to do if the Giants are in a pinch, have an injury, he could step in, at least start some games. Not saying he's going to make an impact and be a great player for you, but he's going to step in and give you some quality snaps knowing the offensive scheme, which I think is important. So Tyree Phillips brought back on the practice squad. I think that's important to note. Um, and also Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito, DeVito Dimes. You guys know I was rooting for him to make the final 53. I'm still a little surprised. I mean, I'm not entirely surprised now that he's cleared the practice squad and signed back or cleared the waiver wire and signed back to the practice squad. But there is something to keep in mind here with that new rule where, where NFL teams can carry uh, three active quarterbacks on their roster on game days this regular season. That is a new rule, um, and I thought that might lead to Tommy DeVito making the roster. It didn't lead to that, and I do think that it is worth noting they have this developmental quarterback that they really like, and he is going to stay on the practice squad. Hopefully, he doesn't get plucked up anywhere throughout the regular season, but I think that Tommy DeVito, Alex, is a player that has some potential to eventually be a long-term backup quarterback for the Giants. So, of those two guys that I mentioned, Tyree Phillips, Tommy DeVito, what are your expectations for them this regular season, and how excited are you that they are back on this practice squad. 
Um, I look. I think that this is fine. Tyree Phillips. A lot of people were concerned. Like, why did they go with Tyree Phillips to cut him instead of uh, Matt Parrott? And I think that it was just a versatility of left tackle, right tackle. You know, Parrott has a little bit more experience in that regard. But Phillips actually wasn't that bad last year. I'll kind of read you what I wrote uh, just a couple minutes ago when I posted the article about the 14 players. So you go check that out on the Empire Sports Media website. Uh, but he's 26 years old. Nice little depth piece. 365 snaps. Uh, last year, mainly at right tackle after Evan Neal went down. He gave up three sacks and 16 total pressures. He actually had some pretty decent pass blocking grades. He just wasn't very good as, as a run blocker. So, you know, the Giants are going to try to set the tone with Saquon, and they're going to try to build off of that with the passing game, which is going to be a lot more prominent this year. And if Phillips is a bad run blocker, um, you know, that really takes a big portion of your scheme out. I think they wanted to go with the versatility of Parrott, who's a big boy. Um, he's a fine run blocker, a little bit less of a pass blocker. I think it's kind of the opposite. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's the versatility of having, you know, experience at both sides that gave Matt a little bit of an advantage there. But Phillips is a fine depth piece, you know, third round draft pick by the Baltimore Ravens a couple years ago. I could see him, you know, getting called up if there's any injuries, if they need to call up somebody. I'd rather him than Corey Cunningham. I'll tell you that right now. So when it comes to Tyree Phillips, fine with him on the practice squad. I actually like that a lot. And then with Tommy DeVito, like we saw some good stuff from DeVito, you know, former Illinois guys, 25 years old, so a little bit older for a rookie, but he threw for 453 yards. Um, you know, he did have two touchdowns, two interceptions. He had 46 yard rushing. The thing I liked about DeVito was that he was able to turn some negative plays into positive plays, which is a knack you know you you not every quarterback or every player is capable of turning a negative into a positive we just saw him escape some pockets saw him make some good moments happen and i think investing some time into developing that is a good thing he's got some zip on the ball he showed some good accuracy um if his receivers were better, if his pass blocking was better, maybe we, we would see a lot better version of him. Uh, but for now, I think developing him on the practice squad to potentially take over for Tyrod Taylor next year, I think that's a good move. And I think the Giants uh, may like what they have in him next year if uh, you know Tyrod Taylor expires, his deal expires, and they want to go in a different direction. Uh, DeVito would definitely be a cheap alternative. Yeah, and I think that's really what you're looking for with your practice squad quarterback. You just hope that they develop into a player that one day can be on your 53-man roster. And personally, I do see it with DeVito. I think that eventually he can be on the active roster as a backup quarterback. So hopefully they will go ahead and be able to develop him into that player. But Alex, there's a few newcomers to the Giants practice squad as well. Tight end Tyree Jackson, the towering target, as you described him in your article. Six foot seven, uh, played 74 snaps this preseason, contributed 72 yards for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's an interesting acquisition there. The Giants were a little bit thin at tight end. Um, they have Lawrence Cager on the active roster, but he's a little bit hobbled, came away with an injury in, la in the last preseason game. So really, the only two healthy tight ends on the roster are Darren Waller and Daniel Bellinger. Cager hobbled. So now you do have Tyree Jackson, six foot seven tight end on the practice squad to fill in if need be. And another newcomer, wide receiver Dennis Houston. Now this is a player who was undrafted free agent out of Western Illinois. I think he was with Dallas correct me if I'm wrong, but he notched 62 yards over 90 total snaps this preseason. Got some developmental upside there. So really just adding to that skill position core here, where the Giants are with a couple of these undrafted free agents. Alex, what are your thoughts on these two newcomers in Dennis Houston and Tyree Jackson? I mean, Tyree Jackson's a big boy, six foot seven. You know, this is a guy that is an Eagles um, undrafted pick from 2019. He's a little bit older. So had 74 snaps this preseason with 72 yards. Um, he's a big guy. You know, clearly they convinced him, the Giants, probably Brandon Brown, if we're being honest, convinced him to dip off of the Philadelphia Eagles practice squad. and was like, yo, come, come 
test your chances here with the Giants. They also have uh, Ryan Jones at tight end. Um, so, you know, I think, and then Tommy Sweeney, maybe, I think he fractured his hand, so he might not be playing for a while. They probably just replaced him with Tyree Jackson. But Jackson, like, for what it's worth, if Cager goes down, if, Bale, if Bellinger goes down, you know, if anyone gets hurt, a guy like Tyree Jackson who comes from a really strong Philadelphia organization could potentially get called up and just, you know, fill fill in for the time being um it's not bad to have big guys like that and maybe there is some upside there the giants can tap into but um not a bad signing again like it's a it's whatever like a lot of these guys will never see the fields for the giants ever um but you know worth discussing them dennis houston i'm um, kind of an underdog undrafted free agent out of western illinois you know kind of rounds out the practice squad as a receiver there had 62 yards over 90 total snaps this preseason um some decent hands decent upside you know was formerly with dallas i believe so you know a, a, a player that you know there's a lot of undrafted guys i mean dennis houston's undrafted alex cook is undrafted jackson ryan jones um you know i'm pretty sure Tom, timon fox was as well tommy devito Ryder anderson jamon green deontay johnson all these guys are undrafted um the giants are just stashing a lot of these players there and some of them have some athletic upside but you know as for those two that you mentioned we probably will never see them, if we're being honest. But I'll tell you what, anyone we can, if we can steal players from good organizations with good depth, I'm all for it. Tyree Jackson fits the bill perfectly in that regard. Yeah, absolutely right. And so, I mean, that pretty much wrapped, rounds out like the most notable players on the Giants practice squad. Uh, tight end Ryan Jones also was signed to the practice squad. Cornerback Amani Arorie, who I really like. He looked decent in the preseason. I thought he had a pretty good campaign. Um, just a lot of depth there at the cornerback spot for the Giants. He didn't make the final roster. Safety Alex Cook, who we've talked about a few times. Alex, uh, we really like him. Undrafted guy out of Washington. 97 snaps this preseason. Nine tackles, three stops, 48 yards given up and one touchdown, but pretty good stats there. Oshin Zimenez returns on the practice squad, as does Tom and Fox, so there's a little bit of edge depth for the Giants. Defensive lineman Ryan Anderson, pass rushing potential there, and cornerback Jamon Green, 6'2", 186-pound developmental corner. So the Giants got pretty much all their guys back that they wanted. Deontay Johnson as well, as I mentioned earlier, the 6'2", 230-pound Toledo product. So Really, they got all their guys, but Alex, what's next here? Because you're looking at this roster, and you're taking a peek at some of the depth issues. And I still see depth issues at the edge spot. You know, I, they brought in Boogie Basham. I like that move. I think it adds you one of those in-between players who can play on the D-line, play on the edge. Good run-stuffing potential, but really has been kind of an athletic pass rusher and versatile pass rusher throughout his career so far. But I do think that there are other edge options out there. I want to bring up one name for you. Not sure if you've heard of him, but Travis Gibson was with the Chicago Bears they waived him. Kind of a shocking decision. This past season, he had three sacks. The season prior, he had seven sacks. This is a guy that really Chicago Bears fans thought was going to develop into something quite special for them and kind of mismanaged over these past couple of years. So Ryan Poles, GM of the Bears, makes a decision to cut him. But now I'm looking at this player and I'm saying this would be the perfect addition to the New York Giants. This is a guy who can put his hand in the dirt, kind of similar to Boogie Basham, but has more of that outside linebacker edge rushing capabilities and has proven to get after the quarterback seven sacks and five forced fumbles in 2021 so this is a guy who when he gets to the quarterback he could strip the quarterback as well so it could be a bit of a playmaker young guy still has a lot of developmental upside um, and that's one of the players of many players that have cleared the waiver wire and could be available as targets for the New York Giants so what are your thoughts on Gibson if you have any and outside of Gibson who might you be targeting if you're the New York Giants in terms of players who cleared the waiver wire and could add depth to some key positions of need for the Giants 
That's a good question. Um, sounds like an interesting player. Don't know much about him. Have never heard of him until today. Like a lot of these guys, like Connor Galvin, another one I wrote about yesterday, mentioned him on the podcast. So uh, there are players out there. I think that the Giants, if you're going to find anyone um, at this point to fill a roster spot, you're better off waiting to see if there's any like late veterans that get cut or something like that, though. Uh, like, you know, seeing if any guys with some experience get released. It looks like Christian Kirksey just signed a new deal. So, you know, the, the Giants right now, I like our roster. Like, I think that we have a little bit of lack of depth at some points. But if anything, I think that we're going to make some more trades. You know, we, we traded a sixth-round pick in 2025. We have draft capital next year. I feel like right now, if I'm Joe Shane... I'm not looking for players that we need to develop for two years before they're good. We need guys that are going are gonna to come in and can provide immediate support if something goes wrong. I like our starting – our starting team is tr- is really solid. I really like our starting team. Behind them, like every other team, it usually falls off pretty drastically, uh, which is why they're depth pieces and not starters. So – if you're the Giants, you're looking for those low-risk, high-reward guys that have a lot of upside, maybe coming off an injury, maybe coming off a bad year, maybe a team dumping guys left and right is just trying to get rid of some people that are in contract seasons. Those are good moves. Like, if I'm the Giants, though, let's say week one, we, you know, your guys are staying healthy, you're doing good, you you can stick with what you have. But you can always make trades in season. You know, we, you could see, like, okay, wow, the Arizona Cardinals, like, actually blow. Or, like, you know, I don't know, another team is really struggling go look at those teams and say hey like that guy actually could come help us as a depth piece like they're going to be fire sailing anyway they're trying to punt we know the cardinals are punting their season away they want caleb williams or whoever it might be because i mean maybe they don't but i feel like that's probably why they're moving everybody and you know kyler murray's kind of just sitting there or whatever i guess he's still injured but you know there are going to be teams that just tank there are going to be teams that really suck and we might be able to capitalize on that um during maybe like the midway point of the season or a couple weeks in and you can make those deals you can make those trades uh, improve uh you know specific positions but right now i think the giants are more so gonna bank on their coaching and bank on guys rising to the occasion than going out and like making these uh huge risks like you got to learn the playbook in 10 days we have a game in like 10 days guys <laughs> like there's no player going to go and get a depth piece that's going to learn the whole playbook in 10 days not going to happen i think they prefer to go with parrot or tyree phillips or whoever because they know the offense and i think that a lot goes into that you know maybe they're not very good but at least they're not going to be p- penalized like over and over again because they don't know the snap count like at the very least you have that variable uh so that's my take but I'm not ruling out the Giants doing anything interesting um, and, and going to find some new pieces and whatnot. We'll obviously keep you guys updated on that front, as always. 1,000%. You guys know that the all of your New York Giants news belongs right here on Fireside Giants. We will always update you with any moves that the team makes and give you all the previews and projections for the upcoming season. But one last thing that I do want to ask you, Alex, before we wrap this up, what positions do you think the Giants need to target? Like, if you had to rank them the biggest positions of need, obviously the Giants aren't going to go out there and find a new starter anywhere. You know, they're not going to get a new corner, a new safety, nothing like that. Not that they need those positions anyway. But of these positions of need in terms of depth, right, they need some depth on the offensive line. I think that's number one one for me. That's paramount above all of the other um, weaknesses on this roster because I don't trust any of the depth pieces that the Giants have on the offensive line. They all looked atrocious in the in the preseason, in my opinion. But what other positions do you think, and and how do you prioritize these, these depth positions? Because for me, it's offensive line number one. I think I'm going with linebacker, nominal edge rusher number two, and linebacker number three. It's a good question. Um, I mean, offensive linemen, I think everyone and their moms is saying the same thing there. Like, that would be the position we have to upgrade if we had a choice. So, yeah, I'm going to rank I'm gonna rank it as the offensive line, definitely the number one position that if anyone goes down, we're in deep shit. And any other spots, I mean, 
Strong safety if we go down. I mean, we have Dane Belton. I'm, I, I feel okay with him. Cornerback, I mean, I would love to get a veteran cornerback in here that could help because you're going with two rookies, man. Like, especially if any of them go down, like, behind them, it, 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 this, the fall off is steep. You got, like, Nick McLeod. Um, you got, like, Cordell Flott. It, it's not very good. You know, I guess you could kick Adoree back outside, and then you have um, Darnay in the slot, but still, again, not very good. And I think he took his cap hit down to 1.2 million. I think it's a, that's the veteran minimum, uh, or at least the minimum for him. So the Giants right now, there's a steep fall off behind a couple of important positions, but you just got to hope, man. Like, this team, like, realistically, this team is still rebuilding. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, I feel like we're lo- we're kind of being covered up with the fact that we made some really nice improvements. We really love our coaching staff, and we really trust they're going to take this step uh, forward in 2023. But the truth is that this team is t- still, like, in the rebuilding phase of, like, we, got it, we had to go get two rookie corners. Like, we had to go and, like, find this guy, like, find that guy, a free agent. You know, we have to rely on draft picks. Like, this team is still building, but if I remember when Dave Gettleman said, like, we can still win while we rebuild, he failed miserably at that. I actually think the Giants could do that. You know, I think that I trust Dable and Joe Shane to actually win while you're rebuilding. Um, we could be one of those teams that takes a huge step forward and guys rise to the occasion, which would be, like, an ideal scenario. But right now, I'm I'm optimistic our starters are going to be very good. But behind them, you know, I, I definitely – I'm most concerned about the offensive line, like that position. I like the Boogie Basham trade. Like I think that really shores up things a little bit on the outside linebacker, defensive end realm. Um, but maybe another pass rusher would go a long way too. I think that's kind of where I would sit. Yeah, and I think I'm in agreement with you. Offensive line, some depth could be added. And edge rusher, I really do not like what the Giants have behind Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ozerlari. I just think that it was really important, I thought, going into this regular or this offseason for the Giants to find a good third pass rusher. And I don't really feel like they did that. I like Boogie Basham, think he's a good addition. There is some upside there, so hopefully I'm wrong and he is that good third pass rusher. He can develop into that. But ultimately, just not a lot of pass rushing talent behind those two guys on the edge. But I know that Wink Martindale, I trust him to get creative. Isaiah um, Simmons is going to do a lot of blitzing. They're going to kick Leonard Williams out to the edge more now that they have Sean Robinson and Nacho to hold down the defensive line. So it shouldn't be too big of an issue, but these are just some of those positions that I think the Giants should look to add some depth if they can. But really, that kind of covers it. The Giants didn't have a super active day today, minus adding guys to their practice squad. But of course, we're here to update you all with all of that anyway. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on this topic down below in the comment section if you're listening on apple or spotify please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at fireside giants but without further ado we'll catch you all in the next one have a good one and let's go giants